Well, we want to welcome you to the Hills Church at Home. Actually, this message is uh, taking place on Memorial Weekend that we celebrate uh, here in America. I wanted to take just a minute. You know, we celebrate Memorial Day. In fact, it's to honor the lives of the men and women that died in battle. In fact, even some of them, they may, may have been wounded in battle, but later died. So what we do is we take a day and, and we remember their sacrifice. So even like we're doing today, we have the opportunity to freely preach the gospel. We have freedoms that have been given to us uh, and particularly been fought by men and women who laid down their life because they believed in our freedom. You know, Jesus used this one verse. In fact, it's used quite often in uh, thinking through Memorial Day or even sometimes Veterans Day. Jesus said, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. So we do. We want to take a minute. We want to pray for families to this Memorial Weekend that uh, it's a little painful this weekend to remember the loss of somebody, but we celebrate their life. We remember our freedoms based on their sacrifice today. So let's take a minute as we get started. Let's pray over these families. Lord, we thank you that uh, we have a weekend and even a day that we take time and we honor those that paid the ultimate price of sacrifice for the land that we live in so that we could be free. Lord, we pray over their families that even going into this weekend, there's a sense of loss or missing that individual. Lord, we pray that you strengthen them. And Lord, that they're reminded by others and by our prayers that we remember, that we honor, and Father, we thank you ultimately for the freedoms that we have because of Jesus. And Jesus laid down his life for everyone. And we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, so we're glad that you're a part with us. In fact, uh, this will be a little bit different of a message and you'll see as we kind of go on. But my title is You've Been Left Behind. You know, since the Sunday after Easter, we've been looking at end time events. And particularly today, I want to end with, like we're going to look at the tribulation, but I want to end with giving you something, a letter, an opportunity to download something so that friends, family, coworkers, neighbors, others that you, you might meet or come across or that stumble across some of your things in the future, know what to do after Jesus comes and that this entire world is thrust into tribulation. So you can go to our website, hillschurcharcadia.org. You can download what says Left Behind Letter 2021. And then you can also download our kids activity sheet. And we'll get to that letter here in just a little bit. You know, last week, in fact, typically I record uh, the message on Fridays, though many times throughout Saturday, there are scriptures, there's things that I add, just happens to do with the message. You're always adding something to it, maybe taking something away, taking away an illustration. But this last week, the, this last Saturday, as I was driving home, I'd done some work at my daughter's house. 
as we had uh, ended the message, really looking at uh, Daniel and how Daniel stood and prayed and was bold in his time, that's how we ended last week on our video recording and actually our audio recording. But this verse hit me just driving home last Saturday, and I ended up using it in our in-service one. And this is this was Jesus. If you remember, Jesus's first miracle was turning water to wine. He did not intend to do a miracle that day at the wedding celebration. His mom put him up to it. In fact, his mother told the servants, whatever he tells you to do, do it. And so we, we know as the story goes, he has them gather pitchers and fills them with water. And, and we know that miraculously they were turned to wine. But I want to read this one verse. Uh, and this is from the the gentleman, which we would call today the wedding host or the guy doing the whole ceremony, the wedding coordinator. Here's what he said. And he said to him, every man at the beginning sets out the good wine. And when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior or what we would say, the good stuff comes out first. The cheap, cheap stuff comes out at the end. Listen to what he says. And this is in the Bible, right? You have kept the good wine until now I'm driving home and this verse just pops in. You've kept the good wine until now. So the thought that started rolling around in my head is, especially when we look at signs of the times, we look at things happening in our nation around the world. Many times we have this uh, sense of wondering when Jesus is coming back. But I always remember and I always think of this, that he saves the best until the last, meaning that he's going to come back at a, at a time and an opportunity when it is the best. God doesn't come back because he's losing. He's going to save the best to last. Now, I don't know if that's a day. I don't know if that happens in a month, that things are uh, amazing, a year. We, you know, we really don't know. But boy, that scripture was so loud on the inside of me, saving the best to last. Well, I started looking up verses in the Bible. In fact, there's even a lot in the Old Testament that talks about, uh, you know, former days and then latter days. But this verse in James chapter five, verse seven, I wanted to read. James writes, says, therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how a farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waits patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. The farmer, in fact, it's a great description. The farmer's waiting patiently. We're waiting patiently for the return of Jesus Christ. But it's interesting that he mentions these waiting for the precious fruit like a farmer on the ground, and they're waiting for that early and latter rain. You know, when Jesus said these words on the cross in John 19, verse 30, when Jesus said, it is finished, it didn't get finished. It was just beginning. Those words, it was finished on the outside to everybody. Remember, earthquake, storms, you know, uh, the dead rise, walking around. And everybody thought it was over, but it was just the beginning. In fact, I really believe that in our time, in our days, that the Lord is up to something. He will perform his word, but that he is saving the best 
to last. I want you to remember that. In fact, I didn't get to close that, that last week, but I wanted to bring that in. He is saving the best for last, the best for last. Well, in our notes, in fact, I wanted to pick this up today. You know, um, as we're going to talk about you've been left behind, we're going to talk about a letter uh, that you can leave to those that have been left behind. You know, have you ever been left out of maybe maybe you even saw it on social media somewhere? You didn't get invited to somebody's birthday party and you saw they posted all about it and it was all of your friends, but you didn't get invited. Do you remember maybe being back in school and kids got invited to somebody's house and you didn't get invited, you got left out or, you know, maybe situations happened to me. I got cut on from my ninth grade basketball team. I was the only one that was cut, right? The only one left behind. All of us have had something like that. But when we talk about getting left behind at the tribulation, it is nothing like any of us have ever experienced. Yes, you might have felt hurt that you didn't get invited over to the birthday party. You weren't on the list for the wedding. You didn't get picked for the team that you thought you should have made. But it has nothing to do what's about to take place on earth when you've been left behind. You know, I actually looked this up and you can do this as well. Do you know, um, there are so many movies that are based on end time scenario or the category is apocalyptic, right? End times, end of the world, end of the world scenarios. Then I looked up the very first movie that was ever written about an end time scenario was in 1916. Can you believe that? 1916, a movie about like the end of the world. But up until 2021, in fact, the last 10 years, there's been a recorded 100 movies that have been created in film that are about end time scenario, end time aliens, zombies, the world destruction, climate change. I mean, everything, end of the world scenarios, all within the last 10 years. People are caught up with that theme of the end of days. You know, there was a show popular, uh, uh, I know it's probably on Netflix or something, it was called Doomsday Preppers. And it would, uh, it was really a reality show, but it would go into people's lives that were preparing for the end of world scenarios. There were people that were canning their own food, uh, creating their own supplies. They had go bags, they would practice as a family how to get out of town and they had vehicles. Some of them purchased, you know, vehicles that they could get out wherever they could go. Uh, that was an actual show. Uh, there are YouTube channels that are all based around uh, underground bunkers that you can put in your home or you can have built on a property or somewhere. And some are relatively crude for you to survive. Some are amazing. In fact, many times we're noticing some of these shows that people are buying old missile silos and they're building their own bunker or what they would call the end of the world survival time. You know, we're watching in our day, uh, one of the top news that's always on the news is this cryptocurrency that, you know, uh, is outside of our dollar. It's a, it's a currency that's active. It's a currency that we're seeing that some people are exchanging their money into this currency. You can buy certain things. I believe there's 120 some companies that you can use this cryptocurrency for. And those are all things that are lining up at the end of these days 
because we know that once the tribulation hits, there is a one world government and part of the control will be something like this currency. And then lastly, if you noticed in the last several years, 10 years, maybe or so, the focus on leaving Earth and going to Mars, all of the shows on Mars, the fascination of watching uh, these craft that have been launched and fly for you know years to land on Mars. I was thinking about that. You know, there's this uh, interest to get off of planet Earth and to go to another planet and survive. But think about this: to live on Mars and to go outside, you got to be in a spacesuit. I can't imagine kids that want to go play outside that you know. Uh, mom or dad or somebody has to say, okay, okay, let's get the space suit on. You're going to go outside. Now, remember, you got to check your oxygen. You only have 30 minutes of oxygen. You know, we grew up and it was come back when the street light comes on. Come back when the oxygen tank is down 50%. Make sure you get, you get home. You know, I always think that's kind of interesting. Uh, we like dressing cool, especially in the heat. We like wearing what we want to wear. We do what we want to do outside. I don't think any of us thinks of living life in a spacesuit, but that's what been, but why? It's to leave this planet Earth. Something is going to change. And it's interesting, even in people that do not believe in God, there's that sense of having to get out of here. Well, let's pick this up for a minute. In fact, uh, we've used this word each and every week. In fact, the Bible teaches about uh the name of the rapture of the church. It's a term that's been used for what the Bible says is the gathering together of the saints, which the Bible uses the word being caught up with him, which we've used the term the rapture or Jesus coming back for his church in the clouds. And the apostle Paul picks up on some of these words and he uses this words in 1 Corinthians 15, 52. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. So we read that verse, in fact, let me put it back up here. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, how fast will it be when Jesus finally comes? It'll be a moment of the twitcher, the twinkle of the eye instantly at that trumpet the dead will be raised incorruptible. You don't have time. You don't hear a trumpet and think, oh, that's the trumpet. I have time to make some changes. It's too late. He's already come for the believer, the Christian. In fact, the apostle Paul goes on to say in 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 16 through 18, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then those who are alive and remain will be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. But it ends with this. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Comfort one another. The Lord will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel. And with the trumpet of God, the dead in Christ, those who have gone before us, the dead in Christ, the Bible lets us know they will come back 
evidently head back to wherever they were buried or wherever they were, and they will rise up first. And then us, the Christian, the believer, will be caught up with them in the air to meet the Lord and will forever be with the Lord. And we're to comfort one another with these words. Now, at that event, that rapture of the church, the gathering together of the Christians, the believers in Jesus, being caught up together, the world now transitions into what is called the tribulation. In fact, I'm going to hit on a few verses. Uh, we'll probably pick up on it on a couple weeks, but I wanted to focus today on those that have been left behind. In fact, Jesus said these words. He said in John 16, 33, but he's not talking about the tribulation. He's talking about troubled times. And he says, these things I have spoken to you that in me, you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation or the word trouble, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Now, that tribulation that he's talking about are the troubles that we have in this life. But he says, be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. That's not the tribulation. In fact, Jesus is going to talk about the tribulation and he's going to say these words in Matthew 24. In fact, you can read Matthew 24 and you can get even a deeper perspective of the tribulation. You need to read the book of Revelation and you need to get a different perspective of the world going through the tribulation. Matthew 24, 21 through 22. For then there will be a great tribulation, such as not been since the beginning of the world until this time. No, nor ever shall be. Jesus' words, great tribulation. There's not been one like it. You know, I think of the time of the flood. I think of the time of Sodom and Gomorrah. We, we read all throughout history of battles and wars and destruction and um Groups of people, genocide, wiped out. There will be nothing like that compared to this tribulation, right? The world has not known or ever shall know. That's what these times will be after the church is raptured up with him. In fact, Jesus goes on and says, unless the days will be shortened, no flesh will be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Unless those days are shortened. How bad can it be that Jesus said, unless the days are shortened, nobody would make it. You know, every time that I, I read an article about whether it's a young person or an adult, that something happened in their life that they thought was such a tragedy that they took their life. It just breaks my heart. That in, especially our country, right, in our places that have the helps and the means that somebody would do that, that somebody didn't cry out to somebody for help. But these days that Jesus talked about have to be shortened because nobody would be able to endure the time that's going to come. You know, uh, the Apostle John, and that's why I so encourage you to read the book of Revelation in fact, he starts with this because Jesus reveals to him what he calls is about to happen. In fact, he said, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants things which must shortly take place. And he sent and signified it by his angel 
to his servant John, who bore witness of the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ to all things that he saw. Blessed is he who reads it. And those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep the things which are written in it for the time is near. Now, John thought the time is near. In fact, uh, if I remember my church history correctly or my Bible uh, books correctly, this revelation was given to him about 96 AD. So we have had years and years. And remember, the early church thought Jesus was coming back in a moment, but that's how we need to be prepared. In fact, I believe I said it last week that we need to we need to be living that Jesus is coming back in 10 minutes, but we need to plan as if he's coming back in 100 years, that we are always prepared because the moment that he comes, it's a moment, a twinkling of the eye, and all of a sudden this world goes into what Jesus said was a tribulation, a great tribulation so bad that the days would have to be shortened. John talks about the seals that are being opened. In fact, you can read that in the book of Revelation about what's going to take place on earth. In fact, even as we said last week, as so much of what we're watching in our news is focused on Israel, once the church is gone, the entire world will begin to focus even on Israel. In fact, there's some interesting statistics that I wanted to mention about things that will happen in those days because one of the things that we're going to know is so many people are going to be shocked that they were left behind. But here's what we know. Just knowing that there was a Jesus, just living a good life, just trying to do the right thing was not Jesus being the Lord and Savior of your life. Some at that moment are going to instantly bow a knee and accept Jesus as the Lord of their life because it's not too late. There are people that do get saved during the tribulation. But as we see time and time again, whenever there's chaos in a city, we notice that people uh, loot different places. They take opportunity. There's going to be people that know that you're gone and they don't care how or why because they're going to take over your house. They're going to want your car. They're going to want your dogs. They're going to want your stuff, right? That's just kind of, we see that as human nature. They're going to take advantage of things that have been left behind. But um, people are going to be wondering what has happened. And we can only imagine what the news is going to say at that time. In fact, they I was thinking through this. They might say, you know, over the last several years, you've been hearing more and more reports of alien invasion, extraterrestrial uh, and we've even caught many now and we've released many of the findings that have been seen and have been eyewitnessed and have been captured on video. And what we believe happened was they finally came and they took people off of planet Earth. But can't you can't you hear that those things would be said just like that? That millions of people had disappeared and people are going to come up to a story about why. However, the Bible says that in those seven years, a one world government will be formed. An antichrist will appear. There will be the mark of the beast. In fact, it'll be a mark the Bible says that's on your forehead or hand. We don't know if it's some chip. We don't know what, what it is, but we know this, that you will not be able to buy or sell without the mark. 
And we so encourage people, in fact, we'll talk about that in this letter, to not take the mark because the moment you take the mark, it's not just taking a mark to buy or sell. It is of allegiance and lordship to the Antichrist. In fact, we know that the Antichrist will come on the scene and want to overtake and sit where God should have sat or sat in the temple. He will exalt himself as God. But one of the things that's so important as these last pages are written in tribulation, there's an opportunity for people to get saved. There's an opportunity people will survive. Jesus will be coming back and he will be coming back on earth. But we're in these days where there are opportunities for people to bypass that, even those that don't know. But I want to focus today on those that get left behind. So I so encourage you to do this and you can go and you can download uh, on our website, the left behind letter. Now, I've already had a few people say some things and, and, I, and I wanted to bring it up again. Some people say, this is the craziest thing I've ever heard of leaving a left behind letter. Well, let me ask you a question. How many people leave trusts or, or wills, last testament? of their earthly possessions to their family. In fact, there'll be a meeting and the will's pulled out and it's recorded that you get grandpa's vehicle or you get the home or you get the finances or you get nothing or you get $1. But people uh, sit and they think and they write out things to say to their family, friends, organizations, to donate and they take the time to do that because they're gone, but they want to make sure that those that are left behind have something of what they left. Why do you buy life insurance? You don't get to use it if something happens to you. It's passed on to your family or whoever you do as a beneficiary. So all of these things really in life, we're doing or preparing or protecting to pass on to somebody else in the event or moment that we are gone. So what we've did, in fact, it, this is not anything new that's been created. Uh, for those of you that do Pinterest, you can go on Pinterest. There's people that have done left behind letters. You can do searches of people that have done left behind letters. I was actually reading a few that were crazy. In fact, it almost dipped into, they were going into conspiracy theory things in the letter. But I sat down and I thought about if I left a letter behind and I knew specifically that some family would be left behind and now be in tribulation, a neighbor, uh, maybe a coworker, other relative, uh, somebody, somebody that I knew 10, 15 years ago and they came across something that I would leave them something so that they would know what to do because everything changes. So you can download the letter. In fact, uh, I left it in a Word document so that you can edit it. You can add in your name. In fact, it starts with, my name is, and I'm writing this letter to you in the year of 2021 about all of the events that have just taken place on earth and in every nation. Because I expect whoever reads this, uh, all of a sudden millions of people have disappeared. In fact, I go through titles of, You've been left behind, right? You've been left behind. But here's what you need to know. 
and here's what you need to do. What just happened? And we explain that on the letter with some references. And I have this down. The very first thing that you need to do is confess Jesus as your Lord. And we list that in there with Bible scriptures, the, pray, uh, the prayer to pray. And then the next thing that's listed in this there, you need to find a Bible. In fact, uh, maybe you download this letter and I don't know, uh, I've heard of somebody, they act, actually were going to put it in a frame in their house. Somebody was going to get a, a Bible that hasn't been used and put this letter in a Bible and leave it out for somebody. But I have the Bible is now your lifeline. The Bible is now your roadmap. And the very promises of God in the Bible will work during the time of tribulation. But like Jesus said, it is great tribulation. It is troubling, troubling times. But the Bible is going to be the roadmap. And then I list this in there. I know you won't know everything to do right away. And that's fine because the Holy Spirit will be your teacher. The Holy Spirit will be your guide. Uh, you're to find others that are believers and come together, whether you'd start a Bible study or you're, you know, you're reading the Bible together to be an encouragement. But there are going to be so many false teachings out there about what had happened. There will be churches, shockingly enough, that did not go in the rapture of the church because they did not believe Jesus was Lord. And they're still going to be here and teaching false doctrine and people can get caught up in that. We've got to be alert. I go through the list of uh, why you were left behind and what to look forward to and what to commit to. And then I kind of bullet pointed out for whoever reads this letter, what's coming next, what to read about what's coming next and to know what you're about to see. In fact, I wrote this in there that they need to know, and most first and foremost, that really the world's going to get divided up in two groups. You're either going to be following the Antichrist or you're going to be a hunted Christian. In fact, I wrote in there, you're going to be a missionary that's on the move. And you're going to have to live not as like I'm camping. You're going to have to survive. This will be survival mode, survival training, because there are going to be more disasters that come on the scene. News is going to change. People are going to turn people in. We read even in the book of Revelations that um, some gold, right? A bag of gold will buy a slice of bread, which talks about crazy inflation, having to get things. But all this is to anticipate that at the end of the tribulation, Jesus does come again to establish a new heaven and a new earth. And so it's really not just hold on. It's really you've got to be an overcomer in these days. You know, and I was thinking about uh, as we did this letter of somebody reading this, and I was thinking through the emotion of somebody knowing that millions of people have vanished and them knowing that probably you or me or somebody else, we've been telling them and telling them. They got tired of listening about it. They didn't want to go to your church services. They didn't want to go to your conferences. They didn't want to come to your small group. They're tired of your verses that you've been putting on social media. They didn't want to hear anything more of it. In fact, maybe they've even shut you out a little bit. But in the moment everything changed and this happens, they're going to try to remember everything that you said because you were right. 
and they were wrong. But in the wrong, we're not leaving them wrong. We're wanting them to get right and to get right with their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's why we've kind of developed this uh, letter that you can edit, you can recreate, you can change, get creative, put it in a notebook, put it in a Bible, put it in a frame. Because when I heard somebody share with me that they had done this, you know what it reminded me? Is it really took the faith of us that believe this and put it into action to remember that though we're gone, it's so important that we're leaving a legacy of what to do next. We're not forgetting about that those that were left behind. We're allowing them the opportunity to understand. In fact, we know this, they're going to get rewards for enduring even the time of tribulation. We read that from Jesus. We read that in the book of Revelations because they're going to endure into the end. So I want to so encourage you, download that letter, read that letter. Um, maybe create something that would be good for you. Get creative. Well, in fact, I'd love to hear how you're going to do it, whether you're going to put it in a frame, a Bible, uh, a USB stick, however you're going to do it. I, I'd love to hear. In fact, you can message us and let us know. I'd love to hear how you're going to get creative. But you know what? In doing a letter like that, it lets me know this. Not only do I believe that these events are going to take place, I want to make sure that anybody that I'm acquainted with that would come across anything that is of mine have that opportunity to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior and that they'll endure to when Jesus comes back. So if this is new to you and you've never heard this before, as we do usually each and every week, I want to give you an opportunity to accept Jesus as the Lord of your life. As we said before, he could come back in 10 minutes. He could come back in 100 years. But the most important thing is that I don't put it off. The most important thing is I begin today a relationship with him. Pray this prayer with me, would you? Dear God, I believe that Jesus lived, died, and rose again for me. I accept him as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for forgiving me of all of my sins. And today I begin my relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. In fact, the most important prayer that you'll ever pray, the very first step in your walk with your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I would so encourage you, like people do each and every week, would you reach out? whether by email, by our website, or the social media platform that you're watching, that you prayed that prayer or you rededicated your life, let us send you some next step tools that'll allow you to walk this life out that you know that you are not just prepared for eternity, but you're a pe prepared for a life even right now and that much more abundantly because that's what Jesus said. Well, as we do each and every week, we'll receive our tithes and offerings at this time. I want to read just one verse out of Job. In fact, uh, this is one of those verses that's about the beginning might be small, but your ladder is great. And it's one of those verses that I think about with the opening that we did about the water to wine, where it says you saved the best to last. Though your beginning was small, yet your latter end would increase abundantly. 
your latter end would increase abundantly. So I want to encourage you in your giving that as you give, and though though maybe you've never given, and this is that opportunity to start. And start, though it might seem like something small to you, start because the Bible is full of these promises that the latter end is abundant or there's latter rain at the end. That everything starts with the seed, but we know just a little seed produces more seeds. Uh, a seed of a plant can produce another plant, a fruit tree, a large tree, but everything starts with the seed in mind. And so in that giving, you're honoring the Lord and the Lord is the one that rewards. You know, I had somebody tell me this week and, and they're a faithful tither and giver. They, they have been. They're uh, in the process. They'd interviewed for a new job and the, the company came back and said, uh, oh, by the way, the salary that we quoted you that we said was for this position, we were actually wrong. Uh, we budgeted for more, and so we're going to give you uh, more. Now, I thought about that, and I thought, typically, you know what we'd hear? You know, uh, nobody would tell you that they budgeted more. They would go off what they said. But that's the blessing and favor of God, how God works. That a, Not a Christian company, a company that could save money but decided to say, you know, we budgeted for more, so we're going to give it to you. But that's God's favor. That's God's hand of blessing. That's God working behind the scenes, and that's why we trust him. So let's pray this prayer today. Ready? As I give in today's offering, let me not despise the day of small beginnings. Everything begins with the seed, yet it grows and reproduces many times. Let my seed be planted today, and I believe it will grow and multiply in Jesus' name, amen. If you're giving today, you can go to our website, hillschurcharcadia.org. You can give online. It's safe, it's fast, and secure. You can give by mail. You can write to us, The Hills Church, P.O. Box 661419, Arcadia, California, 91066. And we thank you for your support, for the work of the ministry, being able to take the gospel out and uh, announce to people that Jesus is Lord and he is coming soon. Well, the Lord bless you as you go today. Remember, download that letter. Look at it. It's so important. But we remember we end usually every week with this verse. The reason that we're called the Hills Church, Psalm 121, 1 and 2. I look up to the hills. But where? does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. The Lord bless you and you have a great day.